Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Inside MTV's Siesta Key, our show about MTV's newest reality show set right here in Sarasota, Florida on Siesta Key. I'm Brian Reese, and with me, as always, is Elizabeth DeGenis and Wade Tatangelo. And we're all with the Sarasota Herald Tribune, the local newspaper in the Siesta Key area. And we're going to talk about episode two today. And I got to say, there was blood and guts (laughs) and surgery and some scenes that were really very Florida. Not the scenes mostly with the cast, (laughs) but let me just say, that scene where Chloe is going back to her mom's house, it was so typically Florida. Yes. It was. But let's start at the beginning, right? Yeah. So what happened, Elizabeth? Well, I was going to say, before we even go further than the plot, Yeah. so last week, if you guys noticed, the voiceover intro was done by Juliet. Right. We kind of, I think we might have talked about this a little bit last week. Now it was done by Chloe. And I actually thought, I don't know if they're going to do this rotating pattern, if they're just switching it out. That was much more effective. I thought, I don't know what you guys thought, but Chloe was better, I thought. I, I think that Chloe was better for sure. But I think they, I think a different person is going to be kind of the focus every week. Yeah. And this week it was definitely Chloe. Last week it was definitely Juliet. Yeah. Mostly. I mean, everything's focused on Alex all the time, but right. stupid <laughs> Alex. But uh, so maybe next week it's, it'll be, might be one of the boys. Yeah, and uh, just I think it depends on who they're focusing on that week, but I, I don't know. I think uh, they'll probably keep switching it up. I think having one of the women narrate it, since the women have the uh, least interesting roles so far, could be uh, make for more entertaining. I mean, they have the yeah. least interesting roles, but they have the most screen time. Yeah, well, they do. And I think my point about the intros, too, goes back to Laguna Beach, which is that in their tradition, they had one narrator, and it was, for the most part, this girl, Lauren Conrad, who everybody liked, and she was the good girl. And I think people really related to that. So I've heard, I've read some comments online that were like, oh, we didn't like Juliet narrating because um, she's not related. Because she's bad at it, too. Right, exactly. I mean, really. that too. <laughs> she's just not good at it. Right. So let's just, like, stuff that happened between episodes, essentially, is that Amanda and Chloe were driving home in an Uber, and Chloe admittedly was kind of prodding Amanda about the whole Brandon thing. Right. And then Amanda just up and popped her a couple times in the face. In the nose, yeah. And what I found most interesting is there's no discussion of who's going to pay for the medical bills. No discussion of... Uh, the nose job that then was alluded to, it was just another day. <laughs> right. Well, she was supposed to go get surgery on that nose, right? right? right. But, like, there was nothing that indicated... No. I mean, I guess they could have gone up and in, but apparently it was broken in two places, and that led to my favorite scene in the entire show when she's coming home from having surgery, and they're walking down that corridor where her mom obviously lives at some condo, right. and there's that old guy sitting on yes. a chair out in front of his condo, and that is such a typically florida scene right there that was exactly what i said last night i was like you want the real florida it's that it's that man sitting in the chair outside the condo entirely and so. people going to medical offices well yeah too, the people die and poor poor chloe i mean we don't know obviously how much is on the editing room floor we don't know how much you know they're being coaxed but could have they portrayed her any worse oh yeah you know it's funny because i thought 
I felt like all throughout they were setting her up as being crazy and not willing to listen to you know right. advice and stuff. There was that nice scene with Pauly where he was giving her surprisingly good advice. Uh, oh, uh, some, of us, some of us have different opinions about that one. <laughs> I love, I love how he's like when I, you know, I had my problems, and they cue, they cue the dramatic music, <laughs> and, and I, I was a juvenile, and, and I had marijuana, and I used to cry myself to sleep at night in juvie. That boy never spent a night in any kind of holding cell, in any kind of lockdown, and I just thought that was hilarious how they cued the dramatic music. How do you know that? We, we did criminal checks Yeah, but we're not getting Juno records. You do not get locked up when you're 17 uh, for yeah, having marijuana. Guess, they yeah. do not put you yeah, right. under That's lock a, and key for a marijuana charge. Uh, at least not in the state of Florida. I can promise you that. <laughs> I thought that scene. I actually would agree with. If we're going to talk about like laugh out loud entertainment, yeah, I'm, I laughed series, out loud at that. That scene with Polly, like yeah. I actually was like I was dying at that one. And I used to cry myself to sleep at night. <laughs> well, you know, you Elizabeth. Last week you were talking about how you identified with the scene with Madison on the beach. Oh, I think you say identified with Polly, and I was like, no, 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 no. Much. <laughs> I identified with it. I feel. I, I really felt like he was sincere. Well, you know, okay. like it was good advice. Oh my god, I I think it was good advice. But here's what I felt like. I don't even know if it's worth debating actually the merits of the plot of the right, series. Right, of course. But like. <laughs> if we are just for a second here, I would say that like if they're gonna make Chloe the crazy character, I get that. But to have her get punched by a girl over a boy and then to make her the crazy one, I felt like that was really. Unfair. Thank you. So yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, I agree. Amanda is definitely the crazy one. Is she still your favorite? Like that was the question I felt. Yeah, the whole time. because she's <laughs> because she's kind of sociopathic. Right. Not really, she's but a loose you know, cannon. she's she's got a little bit of crazy to her well, but let's contextualize her behavior for people who are out of state bikini contest normal people don't do this they're typically professionals and by professionals oh, really? strippers who go there to make an yep. extra couple hundred dollars that's well known in florida no one who who grew up here you know uh it, it's not something you do it's something that you go and laugh at uh, that other girls laugh at, young women laugh at, but it's traditionally yes. These are there's a lot of strip clubs in Florida, as you've probably heard, especially yeah. in this region. Mm-hmm. That's who enters bikini contests. So either Amanda was put up to it, or th- there's a backstory to Amanda. It's not typical behavior to be like, "Hey, Brandon, guess what? Well, I mean, you're want to call- go watch me in a bikini contest? You're calling her out for atypical behavior in a show that is. I mean, you know, completely atypical. Well, also, she just punched her friend. Like, right. I'm going to say well, right that, here. I think punching a friend, that's normal. See, I don't know. I feel like I've never punched somebody before. I mean, that, <laughs> might, that might be more reflective of me, though, than, than the reality of it. How many people have you punched, Wade? <laughs> <laughs> uh, what I find is highly suspect that the punching even happened. Right. I mean, right. It, it's in the back of an Uber. I think maybe it was, yeah, Chloe wanted a nose job. I don't know. We, we don't know but the extent. I, I just still feel like every time I watched it, I was like, every scene they have with Chloe and another person, Chloe was like, yeah, Amanda punched me in the face. And everyone was like, yeah, what's wrong with you? Why do you keep, why can't you move <laughs> on? Like, they were like, why do you keep talking about this? And even like Alex, that's why her and Alex got in that big fight because Alex was like why would you come to the party chloe why wouldn't you want to see the girl that punched you in the face i completely agree and also it made chloe seem like the reasonable person throughout the episode right and at the end when they're showing the party and then they cut to chloe like taking off her makeup and going to bed i like that i mean she's not acting crazy at all she's just going to bed she doesn't even seem uh, worried upset or annoyed that they're having a party without her she's just like i'm totally chill i'm just not at that party and her mom oh sorry even her mom was like oh um, I don't believe you, Chloe, right. in the first scene. But the only time she showed some really uh, unstable behavior 
and of course it was off camera when uh, Paulie and Alex and God isn't it great TV watching those two together especially when Alex you see his Adam's apple going because he's trying to decide oh is it time for me to speak yet <laughs> and they get the phone call and speaker and that's the only time that she demonstrated okay. irrational whatever you want to call it I don't right. like to use the term crazy but irrational behavior right but um, real quick and I do have to address this did you guys notice because it's been brought to my attention by someone who watched a lot of reality TV there's no long shots have we talked about this every shot like when they were out outside every shot's tight oh yeah there's an establishing shot there's your Mm -hmm. slow-mo and then it's like a John Cassavetes film I'm dating myself but it's it's over the shoulder going back and forth so there is no time when there's not somebody within six feet of these yeah cast members which I guess as some I find that highly troubling because we know that that there's never a time when you know we're getting that like if you watch The Bachelor I'm go ahead and say it there's lots of scenes <laughs> big fan. where the camera's using a long lens camera so that right. they have a modicum of intimacy right right there's none of that on this well and that was actually when i saw that scene with chloe you know going to bed or whatever at first i was like oh this makes sense and then i was like somebody is in her bedroom filming her getting yeah. ready for bed which isn't like creepy i guess because obviously she consented to it but it's just no it's like, not creepy at all <laughs> <laughs> but you know it's like a little bit weird <laughs> so um the gets yeah. back on track brian what we got- yeah yeah so let's talk about some sarasota local sarasota yeah. knowledge yeah because the first scene uh, with Juliet and with Juliet and Amanda. Oh, I'm sorry. You're yeah, right. they're at Lilu Coffee Lounge, which right. is right oh, in yeah. Unsiesta Key mm-hmm. in the village. It's a nice place to go if you visit. Yep. Good coffee, cocktails at night, and it's right next to Gilligan's, where the bikini I think Gilligan's contest, owns it. Yeah, yeah, where the bikini contest came uh, later. And then the next scene or later scene where there's Madison and. Uh, Kelsey. Uh, Kelsey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Madison and Kelsey. They're nowhere near Siesta Key, really. No. Um, I mean, a good half yeah. hour drive to down to Venice, and they're at Sharky's, which is right on the beach, and there's the Venice Fishing Pier in the background. So visit that too. I think South Sarasota County, yeah. Yeah. Um, which is perfect because they can just stop at Casey Key, you know, Fish House no, right. and visit everyone's workplace <laughs> yes, on the way back. Right. Um, the cheers of Siesta Key. Uh, I watched it with my friend Rick, and he had a good point. The, the scene where Polly and Alex are in the uh, hot tub. With, oh, yeah, with yeah, Juliet. With Juliet and Juliet's un, you know, Name. friend. Who did not say friend, a word. Yeah. yeah, blonde friend. Yeah. Um, Polly starts off that scene by saying, Let's have a drink. Sun's, uh, sun's going down. It's 5 o'clock somewhere. Well, you know, honestly, Polly, it's probably past 5 o'clock right there where you are because right. the sun's going down. <laughs> I mean, I must have been talking with my wife over that line. I missed it. Oh he said, God. 5 o'clock somewhere. That's great. I'm glad the, I'm glad he got that line worked in there. <laughs> yep. I was going to say on the topic of like switching locations, getting outside of Siesta Key, we saw more homes this time. And by homes, I mean the homes of the cast members. And it was interesting to see like a lot of them are not, you know, Chloe's condo was very unassuming. Kelsey's house, for the most part, was not anything to, you know, really 
like note. I think if anything, just of the, of the homes we've seen, Brandon's was beautiful. Brandon's was yeah. kind of awesome. And then yeah, obviously Alex's home, you can't really ignore that one. And but Madison's got that huge house that. Yeah, I guess. And, and, and Cl- did they say where that was? Where her house was? No, but it, it, do you notice Chloe drive like a Saturn minivan? And, and I don't mean to knock it. I, when I was twenty two, I was driving cars, you know, just as bad. But yeah, she obviously doesn't come from the yeah, same. And good for right. her. Yeah, right. it makes me like her even more. Well, it which does. is funny why she was teasing Garrett about that if she's like in the same. Boat. <laughs> well, there were actually a bunch of different scenes. So we had the Venice, Fis- Venice Fishing Pier and Sharkies right. down in Venice. We had Siesta Village. We had the Casey Kitiki uh, Fish House Tiki Tiki Bar. Bar, yeah. And then Garrett and Kelsey went on that little, I guess, anniversary. I mean, how many months? An well, real quick, like- we forgot one location, the, crap- the Crapery on St. Armand Circle, where Chloe and... Um, Paulie talked. There was a quick shot. I paused it. It's the oh. crapery on St. Armand Circle. That's where Paulie admitted to cry himself to sleep at night when he was in oh. juvie. Wow. I know, which, I know. I feel so bad was, for him. Yeah, so they were in St. Armand's for that. Yeah. And then Garrett and Kelsey's little anniversary thing that, you know, everyone. Can we please talk about that? Yeah, we oh can. My God. But that was on Lido. It was yeah. on Lido mm-hmm. Beach. Right. And if you look across the water and you see that island on the other side there, that's actually Siesta Key mm. across the water there. Let's please talk about that scene. Yeah, of course. Uh, I was I was pretty sad because you know Garrett's giving her this this 365 ways that I love you, and she's like, I got you pistachio. <laughs> but <laughs> let me ask you, Elizabeth. Like I'm watching this and I'm going, this is the most horribly scripted scene. Or Garrett is dumber than that right. jar of paper that he just presented to Kelsey. Like if he doesn't realize she's mocking him, right? Then he is as dumb as a dumbbell. Like. Or it's completely contrived, and she's just like. And it also reminded me when she was trying to have chemistry with Alex, because you could tell she's got a modicum of acting right, skills. Right. Yeah. And from she's, she's, she's more natural. And, yeah. And she's talking to Alex on the when she's like uh, on the uh, banister. Right. Right. When at the bar. At least to me, I'm seeing her eyes going. Please, can you just show a spark? A yeah, spark of exactly. interest in me, a spark of you want to sleep with me or something, right. because this is really hard for me to pull off. Well, that's the thing. I mean, I know we, we keep going back to this, and I, I don't know. I think on Twitter there were some reactions like this, but Alex, it's like, why does he have to be the one that they all like? It just does not make sense. Well, like, they had to spell it out this episode. Right. It ends with Kelsey saying, but he's got money. Yeah, it's I true. Mean, Kelsey, yeah. She, just, she straight it. up basically said, yeah, Garrett's 10 times better looking. I mean, that was the subtext of the whole episode was she's got this great guy. Yeah, right. he's a knucklehead. He, he bought her what munchables and and. But he's shit. so sweet. Exactly. But yeah. he's sweet. He's and he's ten times better looking than Alex. Right. Alex looks like the missing link. I mean, he's he's not a, a handsome guy. Garrett's beautiful boy. Right. He's, and he's sweet. Right. He's very and he seems sweet. Like he's somewhat smart. You know, yeah. smart enough. And he's hardworking. He's a lifeguard. Right. Right. Know? And he like yeah. And and Alex is is nothing. Yeah. Well, I, I, except except for his daddy's money. I I was gonna say one of my favorite scenes. This is kind of getting off topic, but was the scene with um, Garrett and unnamed, you know, Av's friend in the, the beach, <laughs> yeah. where they're like, where, and I turned to the people I was watching with in the Herald Tribune, I was like, do guys talk like this? Because, right? Because the guy says like, oh, how are things going with Kelsey? And he's like, I really think, man, like, she could be the one. <laughs> and I'm like, does that happen? I mean, let me know. Maybe I'm not, you know. In my notes uh, for that scene, I just wrote down, so painful. <laughs> yes, thank you. Yes. No 22 guy talks like right, that. No. <laughs> and the next time, some the, the next scene was actually Alex again. And all I can say is that every time Alex appears on the screen, I want to punch him. Yeah. yeah. And this is, you know, and let's, can we address the controversy? I mean, right now he's, there's change.org has a petition. Can we do, should we move on? 
Sure. Can we talk about this? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's very hard for us in Sarasota to not, especially when I saw that fishing rod, the deep sea fishing rod. There's a video. Uh, there's multiple petitions, and it's what appe- allegedly Alex. And it has to be fair releasing because he's got a Trump Make America Great hat, great Make America Great Again hat on, and he's holding a hammerhead shark. Which, in Florida waters, it's illegal to kill a hammerhead shark. And there's also video where. Well, I mean, I'll let you take. Yeah, it, yeah let me let me sum up. Okay. Yeah. So we talked about a little bit about the shark dragging video and how Alex admitted he knew one of the people in the shark dragging video, but he didn't agree with it. Um, and then people started finding all these Instagram posts and videos and pictures and a lot of them are more innocuous than the people are making them out to be um, but one of them he's posing allegedly because all these have been erased off of his Instagram right so we can't say it's true but then one he's posing with uh, the head of uh, like the freshly cut off head of a hammerhead shark right um, in another one a video that came up this week Wait, or, the same shirt the past on. week um, they were obviously he was on a boat and they've obviously caught a hammerhead shark and it had been reeled up I'm assuming it's a hammerhead because it's got that shape right and he shoots the hammerhead a couple times with a gun which apparently that is fairly standard practice when shark hunting because you don't want to drag them on the boat and have them right. suffocate but a hammerhead's not supposed to be dragged or caught <laughs> right <laughs> they're but endangered I have heard differing well no don't call them endangered species because they're not necessarily. Some some types of hammerhead shark have been named on various levels, but there is kind of some issue about whether or not they are protected and how protected they are in Florida, which is why the legislature uh, recently, like Alex Miller, a representative from this area, he, wants, he has legislation ready to make it more clear. And Governor Scott of Florida asked the Fish and Wildlife Commission to make it more clear as well. Mm-hmm. Because it is, it is a little iffy. It's iffy. The, I mean, I'm not a lawyer, but the FWC page names four different hammerheads. Yeah. The only four and says you're not allowed to harvest them. Harvest means kill. That's a right. polite word. But also, and I'm not, I don't want to defend, was one last thing before yeah, go sure. on, Elizabeth, is that we don't know if they were in Florida waters. We have right. no idea where that, was, that video was yeah. taking place. So I'm not defending it in any way. I'm just saying that the reason that Alex has not been accused of, or not, you know, been um, charged with a crime is right. because they're investigating and we, we have no idea. In the shark dragon, it's an ongoing investigation. Unless, I'm going to say one more thing, is that um, he did tell People Magazine I have done, he admitted I've done some bad things, I've learned from my ways, which sounds to me that he is preparing for some backlash. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm probably going to switch gears from the shark stuff, but unless you guys want to talk about it more. I think no, I really so, don't. Yeah. <laughs> but Brian, I've been I think dealing made, with the online comments for weeks. Made that clear. I was going to say, it is amazing um, just to see all the comments about, you know, boycotts, yes to key, no matter where you go, what you do. Um I was going to say, I mean, going back to the Garrett and Kelsey scene, I really thought that I was surprised at how quickly she turned. You know what I mean? Like, I know they're trying to they're trying to make her into like this. She's going to go out with um, Alex and that's going to happen. But, you know, she was really pretty mean to Garrett. Like it went from like they seem to have a loving relationship. She's like, you know, got him the pistachios, got him, um, you know, criticized him for doing the date on the beach. Like, oh, we could have been in a restaurant. And then also um, she she oh she was like oh you're gonna come to the party and then she was like because you're not very social right. <laughs> basically yeah. and it, you know every time she negged him 
it seemed artificial. Right. Like right. more than Completely, like, you know, yeah. uh, it's weird because I think she does come across nat- more natural than some of the other people. But whenever she negs him, it just seems forced and like she's right. doing it because she's supposed to. Right. right. Yeah, that's exactly how I felt. Yeah, I like in my heart. I feel like she thinks Alex is gross, but I don't know. So do I. Uh, yeah. exactly. In, in so my do heart, I. I think Alex is gross. So, <laughs> well, uh. I mean, can I just bring up the best line in the entire show? Oh god! Oh, it's great. It's when it's at uh, Brandon's party, and because right, everybody's birthday every week, there's a different birthday. Right. Just to make that clear, right? And so maybe you can enlighten me, you two, because you're better at well, at least you wait are better at <laughs> slang and popular culture than I am. Thank you, Brian. But, what is I mean like I can guess but what is bowing oh geez Brian well you're asking that on the podcast yeah. even I got right even I got that does one. it refer to oral sex do you yeah, know it does right yeah, yeah. That was, I, if you don't know you can say you don't know I, yeah I mean in, in that context that's right that's what yes. I assumed right I like that's one though. Like I assume that, but I had never heard that one before. I, yeah. It's not like you're not going to Urban Dictionary and it's going to say bow. But the way that he kept let me look it up. Repeating it, <laughs> I, it, it. He said bow queen. I'm pretty sure. Wasn't yeah. It? yeah, yeah. I mean, which it, I'm sure for Alex was a compliment. Yep. What I found strange before he even said all that is uh, two things that struck me completely false about that scene. One, the camera never pulled back, not once. Which at a party scene like that, that's highly unusual there was never even a master shot so the things that bother me about that is the best is i think paulie maybe did have a few drinks in and the guy's like where's my drink and paulie's like i've got to just go get your own <laughs> I, I mean i guess they really worship these guys that much because in the social circles i saw i mean somebody would have been like i mean if you have any kind of testosterone in you you're not going to let a man emasculate you by just taking your drink and saying go get another one especially somebody like paulie yeah he's like just like the fat older cousin male. you know oh my and then you've got well did you see the guy he took it from it's like yeah but worse yet is i can't see any young woman be enjoy its place you know she's beautiful she's uh, you know what comparatively speaking to mass and whatever they're all she just sits there and watches yeah. alex the neanderthal put his arm around madison and just completely humiliate her right and just takes it and they're in right. a group of a dozen people i mean what woman would stand for that well honestly that was shocking to me too because it's already like she i mean assuming that any of this is real right she had dated alex last summer whatever that meant and he cheated on her with madison which is already pretty heartbreaking and then you see him at this party not like totally ignoring you when you've made it very clear to him in the days and weeks leading up to this like please like just all i want is for you to be like honest and whatever and you know now yeah he's just he totally ignores julia in favor of madison and it makes it obvious with you know? physically touching her yeah. why doesn't julia grab some guy and do the same thing. Well, that would have been better. Honestly, that would have been better yeah. for the show. Like yeah. it's, it's, you know. But they they had an interesting line with Julia in the show. I think when she was talking to Amanda, which is, brings me to another point. But where she was like, "Oh, I'm not the kind of girl, you know, where I'm going to like fight over a boy." And it was kind of interesting because that that was similar to what happened last week, where she had that conversation with Madison, and it wasn't like I know we've had different takes on that, but it wasn't like a fist fight. It was like, a, "Hey, just can you give me a heads up?" Yeah, it's, it's, it was almost like a coming together of minds there, you right, know? Right, Like, we both we both are idiots who like this dumb guy. Yeah. Um, let's at least share some information. Girl, get something better for yourself. Like, even Pauly at this point, I'm like, he would have been better. He seems like at least he's kind of funny. He's, he's more natural on screen. Yeah. Far. He I needs mean, more. They well, shouldn't have taken him off except the, in the Except in the scenes where he has to 
push the uh, the, the script. exposition, right? Yeah, where he has to push the script. And, and and that's one of the weaknesses of the shows is the way that they push exposition, which is always. Yeah. So tell me, Elizabeth, how do you feel about? Yeah. Right, it's right, just right. Like, oh my god. And also, if I hear about the summer one more time, if I hear yeah. one line that's like, it's so the summer here is so crazy. Oh and I didn't grow grow up on a on the beach. Were bonfires a commonplace in the middle of the summer? <laughs> well, no, you can't really have bonfires <laughs> right. on the beach. Yeah. But Brandon was not on the beach. He's in the bay. Bay, right. But I'm yeah. just saying, well, a fire, in, it's 90 degrees, or 85 at night. Right. And I couldn't tell where his house was. I yeah. Was tra- yeah. I think it's on the mainland, looking out at one of the barrier islands, maybe Siesta, maybe another yeah. one. But They purposely obscure some of that stuff, and it, yeah. does, it does bother me, because it's like, just even for context, like to say that Sharky's is actually pretty far of a drive from Siesta Key... That doesn't like, bother me. It's not good. Let's let's. I want to. I want to put everything back to Alex for a second. Oh. Yes. He, okay. He is, yeah. Because there, we all feel like he's a terrible actor, right? <laughs> and we don't understand why people like him. But then he becomes a terrible person again with that whole bowing stuff. Like right. he keeps pushing it right. too. He says it like multiple times. Yeah. Multiple. Yeah. I'll tell you. That was and the only natural thing I think he did. <laughs> yeah. No. I think he was drunk. Yeah. I think he was drunk and he thought it was funny. He was drunk and he's like, Which, I, if that's I don't know true, what I can say. But. If that's true, he's a despicable young man. Well, and if that's true, they should get them all drunk all the time. Yeah. Because then right. it would be more And then it'd be more Jersey Shore like, to be entertaining. Yeah. Can you imagine that though? If your ex-boyfriend from high school who you were maybe close with starts talking about like your sex life in front of all these people in a very derogatory way towards you, like, I wouldn't just be like, okay, I'm gonna go, like, step outside for a little air. I'd be like, what is wrong with you? Like, Yeah. Well, and Paige... Paige, uh, Madison's sister, summed it up with the best line, which kind of sums up Alex in general. And she called it weird, uncomfortable, and so gross. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> is my favorite character. Oh, I love by her. Far. Yeah. She's but, the voice of reason. She's the person that makes me not want to pray for no- nuclear holocaust. She's like the one that you watch her and you're like, oh. Like she, she's going into the show. She got dragged in by her sister. And she's right. like, you know what? I'm not going to make a fool of myself. I'm going to speak some truth to just the absurdity that's going on and I really I mean in all honesty I'm hoping they're just painting Alex in a bad light yeah we have Um, no idea you know I've never met the guy we don't know what's on the editing room floor maybe he's a great guy it can't be worse than what's already on the show what would would be now this is my dream though his dad is executive producer so you know we don't what's sad is Alex and his dad maybe they find this behavior to be not only acceptable but entertaining and humorous I mean his dad is executive producer. His dad well, could say... Yeah, I mean, we can't ascribe thoughts and feelings to them necessarily. But it is interesting like that some of the things Gary said you know, in, in Jimmy's article about... What was the show he compared it to? Like to my uh, three sons, which is what like a very and like father knows best. This is yeah. 1950s. Well, it speaks to the misogyny. Is this like Leave It to it Beaver kind of thing? It speaks very highly to the misogyny and to the. Ch- I don't want to get into that, but it speaks to an idea that America was better when. Uh, women when, were in their place. When, yes. Is that what you're trying to say? It, that's what those shows. Right. A woman stayed at home. Right. The man was the the patriarch and was not questioned any times. And those two shows do speak volumes of maybe how Gary views the world. And I know I am subscribing, but, but he said it. You that, know. But that's also not this show. I mean, like not even like in the funny way that you could say like this show is far less innocent and something like that. But it's like we're talking about like you know women getting punched in the face. Um, I'm trying to think of other behavior that it was. Not really that stereotype. I but mean. there's par- there is a parallel here to those shows, and that is that the women pine for the men. 
And right. that's how these shows, if you watch them, because I did as a kid on Nickelodeon, and I you know, can go back and play in my head, it's always the girl wants the boy. Yeah. And it's chasing for the man's approval, whether right. you're the wife, the girlfriend. If you go back and watch those old shows, it, these were shows written by men to show the man's place in that right. You know, it's era. like Betty and Veronica or something. You know, where the whole conceit is just who's going to get Archie? Exactly, Archie is Alex. Sure. <laughs> Thanks, Brian. <laughs> no, but you know, I mean, I was raised. I was raised on Hughes movies. I was raised on like right. you know all like uh, all those movies in which I mean, some of them Sixteen Candles, Girl Wants Boy, right? But then a lot of them, a lot of them were Boy Wants Girl. Oh, you totally. Know? I mean, that was all. So yeah, so things have changed. But whatever. I mean, obviously, this is not my three sons. This no, is not Father right. Knows Best. Mm-hmm. No. Okay. I don't know if this is what one eight, uh, Mr. 1-800-ASK-GARY uh, wants out of the show. Because he's not – when he talks about the show, this he's not talking about the show that we're watching. You know? No. Um, my dream is that all of this, like, kind of stuff building up around Alex, that eventually it gets to the point where they just ostracize Alex. Oh, and that is never going to happen. I know it's not going to yeah. happen, but man, wouldn't that be hilarious if, like, if the it, whole thing well, was engineered by his dad to give him like a like little, come up at yeah, yeah, a, yeah. A, a little a little humility? Yeah, but right. his dad, like the magnificent Ambersons, and I know I'm dating myself again, but yeah, he needs a comeuppance. I yeah, mean, that, that would be, it's not going to happen. Well, the, the one thing I thought was funny that was almost like a self aware comment from um, Alex. And I don't remember exactly when he said this, but I think he was talking to Juliet about Madison. And he was like, you know, Madison didn't even know who I w-. He was like, Madison's from the Edgemere days, which I also wanted to, like, kill him when he said that. Because I guess Edgemere is where his old house used mm-hmm. to be. Who says my – who dates their, like, life right. based on where their homes are? But, you know. Anyway, so then he said, you know, Madison didn't even know, basically, that I was so rich until, like, one day, you know, she went to my house. And she was like, wow. So that made me think, like – maybe he is aware of like some of the things that happened to him some of the girls he gets are obviously on behalf but, of them. but he's still though in that same conversation and i could be wrong but didn't he say remember that's back when i had my truck but i was too young to drive it yeah. so i had to get people to come and drive my new he said my new truck yeah before i had the caddy before i could drive i actually liked a girl who lived uh in that exact same neighborhood where his edgemere house was when i oh. lived on siesta key Used to bike, you ride my bicycle over to her house. Aww. Yeah. I'm sure Madison Those didn't were do the that. Days. Uh, he had to fight off pirates on the way <laughs> to get there. But yeah. <laughs> I, I had, I, I had to find, I had to find people to, uh, to pedal my new bicycle over to their house for me. You didn't have like a horse-drawn carriage or something. <laughs> yeah, it's not funny. So I guess the question is, is what's going to happen next week? For some reason, mine yeah. cut out, and I didn't see the, uh, the trailer. Oh, but I got the teaser. Well, yeah, because I, I recorded. I watched it on 20 minutes delay, and my trailer got cut off. So Elizabeth enlighten us. Let's see. Well, that yeah, that, if, if my memory works, um, I feel like they definitely teased to more Kelsey and Garrett animosity. So something happening with, you know, something happened with Kelsey and Alex okay. and not making Garrett upset. And then I think there wasn't a lot of really follow-up on the other storylines that I can remember. So maybe Kelsey will narrate and it'll be more focused on her, which honestly would be the best in my opinion. Well, otherwise we're going to get Madison and Madison, although she seems sweet and in some way the most, I mean, in some ways the most sympathetic girl, um, she's not that interesting. Right. That's the problem. Like she, she lacks a lot of, I mean, her sister's the only thing that brings out any interest in her because her sister can like get her to interact. But that was the other, the one last thing I'll just note about the show that kind of bothered me was like, I guess this is the typical setup of these types of shows where it's like 
big party groups contrasted with one-on-one get-togethers or whatever so you can get the exposition you're mentioning where someone can sit down and say so amanda you punched Mm -hmm. chloe last night but it's like it's totally inauthentic like are paulie and chloe even friends is paulie the guy who's going to tell chloe she needs to get a therapist you know like are um julia or not julia kelsey and madison had that lunch and like they had never met before you know what i mean like if we're just talking about like in the context of the show it doesn't they're like manufacturing these close relationships with people who are only close because they're in the show and you know you hit a great point there because this is why shows like real world or jersey shore are kind of more interesting to watch because then people are forced to interact with each other no matter what's going on they're all living in the same place that's um, made, terrace yeah. house like in japan that's another one where oh, all yeah. these people are thrown together and then that creates interest i mean some of it's scripted obviously but a lot of the drama and everything just happens spontaneously right partially because the people know that they're supposed to create drama but then at least it's there's a more authentic quality to it than this whole like well the biggest problem with the show siesta key in uh is that the number one credit that you read, executive producer, is Gary Kompothikos. The biggest problem with the show is Alex. If you go on their social media site, Alex is the problem. If his father was an executive producer and I'm a writer on that show, I'm minimizing his role. I'm writing him out. And that's this is why the show has become, in my opinion, very troublesome to watch because you're looking at, you're not seeing the charisma, you're seeing all the... Un- unintentional blowback he's creating and this is national now and you're just going if this was a regular reality show right he'd be kicked to the curb i think right. and they would focus brandon's got a great house brandon's way more charismatic and he's a lot more attractive <laughs> he's like it's believable that three girls would fight over brandon yeah. you know what i mean and he's but. got the house right i right. forget brandon's got the looks and the house well and you know this is i mean i've heard that they have already renewed this show but i don't know if that's well, we actually, don't know that for yeah i don't know if it's been announced or if it's even true but if you look at the ratings the nielsen ratings for last week for the premiere episode it's i'm not saying it's dismal but it's not great it had, in the key demographic, the only one they really measure, which is 18 to 49-year-olds, it had 674,000 people. Uh, by contrast, Street Outlaws NOLA on the Discovery Channel had 1.15 million. Yeah, we. it's, I mean, it's too early. I don't think, uh, I don't think we're at a place to start predicting. You no, know? no, but yeah. I mean, I mean, not a lot of, in a very relative sense, not a lot of people watched it. Well, one point I wanted to make that was interesting just from my personal experience is that last night, you know, some of the Herald Tribune reporters and I were trying to find a place to watch this show. And, like, none of us, I mean, we range from, what, I'm 23 now to, like, probably 30, 35 tops with the group we were in. You know, none of us had cable. So none of us could watch MTV in our homes. So eventually what happened is that my apartment building has a lobby, and so we watched it, you know, in the TV in the lobby that has all channels you can ask for but i was like this is interesting like how are i don't know exactly if the target audience is going to be like a high school age kid who could use their parents tv but most people i would say college age and and older are not going to have you know full ray of channels so i had to go to a friend's house to watch it yeah see so it's kind of like i don't know what that means for how are people going to access the show if they even want to but people are watching it but i do try to keep remind myself though there's a 15 year old in a flyover state who's going look at this beautiful Area Siesta Key that I've never yeah. heard of, right. you know, because it does look beautiful. Look at these, and, and it is beautiful. It is. I mean, anybody who's concerned about 
uh, blowback for Siesta Key, I think, has nothing to worry about. Except for the bikini contest was probably inaccurate, but other than that. In fact, in <laughs> fact it does kind of portray... <laughs> they happen there every yeah, weekend. No. It, it does kind of portray the boredom of Siesta Key during the summer. Yeah. Yeah. The old man sitting outside uh, Chloe's condo. <laughs> That's Siesta Key. I was referring to how boring the show was. <laughs> oh. <yeah>. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> On that note, uh, that'll be it for this week's episode of Inside MTV's Siesta Key. Tune in next week where we'll talk about the next one and see who punches who. Um, I mean, honestly, if they turned into a, a brawl, that would be a step up. They all didn't, they tease a, didn't they tease a brawl after the first show that looked like it was between two guys? Like, oh, yeah. Right? It looked like maybe it was Paul and Alex. I mean, honestly, I would pay a lot of money to see Alex and Garrett duke it out yeah shirts off oiled up <laughs> have a great week everyone <laughs> just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left listen to where secrets go to die the disappearance of Derek hennigan from the detroit free press a new podcast set in the woods of michigan's upper peninsula Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.